You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at iwuishow.com. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 411. This is your weekly DC TV news episode. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And if we haven't mentioned it enough, you can now leave us a voicemail, 205 259 Three three one. Now that you have your phone out, I'll say it again: two zero five two five nine six three three one. I don't know what the answer is. If you want to leave us a voicemail about the DCEU movies and the DC TV news, I don't. I don't know where we'll put it, but we'll figure it out, and it'll be okay. I'll play the odds. <clears throat> we'll probably choose whichever one we have more of a response for. I guess you have to listen to both. Yeah, that's fair. So jumping in. <laughs> uh, Teen Choice Awards, we mentioned them on the DCEU episode because Wonder Woman is included in a lot of those nominations. Now, don't don't fool yourselves here, and don't let us fool you. Jason and I, we don't give a shit about these things. Yeah, I don't care. Um, but, you know, it's kind of news, kind of. Um, but, uh, you know, in the TV show category uh, for action, we have Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, and Gotham. And they're going to be competing against uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Fox's Lethal Weapon, which is kind of humorous and sad. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the actors and actresses from the CW shows are uh, getting a lot of recognition as well. Uh, Stephen Amell, Grant Gustin, Chris Wood, uh, Wentworth Miller is actually in the, no- in the nominated in the same category for Prison Break. Um and in the actress category, we have uh, Lisa Benoist and uh, Katie Lotz and Emily Bett Rickards from Arrow, and Candace Patton and Daniel Panabaker. Even uh, Rose McIver from iZombie is in there. Uh, Actually, so that's like, on. No, hmm? it, if we're covering this properly, she does not get even. No, she deserves entirely to be in there, way above some of the characters you just mentioned. Okay. Well, I was talking from a DC standpoint, not just. Not, you know, you understand what I'm saying. Oh, sure. Uh, also, Teen Choice, but, uh, so who cares? But, no, that that girl's right. a fantastic actress, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, August 13th, 2017 uh, is when that's going to be showing up on television, as if teens even watch television nowadays. That's the funniest part right. of me. Moving on. Uh, to something a little more interesting, uh, and I do stress a little more interesting, Damon Lindelof is now in talks to replace Zack Snyder... That's the theme these days. And the development of an HBO Watchmen series. Um, here's his take from 09. 
from the flashbacks to the nonlinear storytelling to the deeply flawed heroes, there are all these are all elements that I try to put into everything I write. No shit, Damon. Mm-hmm. Um, about Snyder's version, it's the most married to the original text version of Watchmen that could have been made. I want to keep it sort of insular. Uh, is okay with me if people don't understand it because they don't deserve to understand it. That is the most pretentious thing I've ever heard anyone say. Not the, but way up there. I'd like to hear a runner-up. Um, I. Uh, or what's a runner-up to, more like? I, I just feel like there's like politicians and then what we cover. And there's also Christian Bale. So. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, I liked Lost. I'm on record as liking Lost. Um, I'm on record as and, being confused uh, by the hour and a half that I saw. <laughs> um, I want Damon Lindelof as far away from Star Trek as I can get him. Um, but Dr. Steve over at Weird Medicine has actually assured me that The Leftovers is phenomenal. So um, I might go check that out. Anyway, he also explained, um, I don't, uh, well, he also guaranteed you there was an ending. Yeah, that was my primary concern. Like, Damon Lindelof, when The Leftovers came out, said that uh, he had no interest in doing an ending, or not really necessarily an ending, but uh, because Lost had an ending. They just didn't explain some of the shit I wanted explained. And, um, but he assured me that that was, that the the rapture element was explained and it had a satisfying So, um, I might go back and watch that now. Um, but to be clear, I don't want a Damon Lindelof Watchmen series. In fact, I don't want a Watchmen series. I don't care if it's on HBO. I don't want a Watchmen series. I've decided this. Like, <laughs> I'm good with the graphic novel. I'm good with the movie. I don't need another version. No, I mean, the graphic novel was, uh, literary history. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, that, I'm not, I, th- this, I'll be honest, I, I'm not being pious here. It, it's I'm not being grandiose. That thing was literary history. Yeah, I'll I'll be honest. I never watched. I'm watched. I never read uh, before Watchmen any of those miniseries that DC did. No, never caught any of that. Um, you know, I uh, I haven't read them, and I don't know anything about them. Really, honestly, I don't. And uh, I'm not opposed to their existence, but I'm also not necessarily excited about it. Sure. But at the same time, I am actually pretty excited about Jeff Johns bringing them into the DC universe. So I'm a very conflicted soul. And, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about the new crossover, but I mean, I don't know how much expansion you need to have on what is already a, yeah. an extremely well-rounded story. I, the, the thing that works so well about Snyder's is that he did try to tell the story that was already there. And he got yep. a lot of flack from both sides. Some people saying that he didn't uh, tell... It was too close, and some saying it wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, he it, it just... He got, he got shot from both sides. I mean, just, uh, some in the chest, some in the back, you know? Mm-hmm. But he did do a pretty solid representation of telling what that story was about. Yeah. And um, I don't know how much it would benefit from dragging that story out over a series, but if, if you actually got an hour to tell each part of the chapter of that story, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's probably going to be good. I don't, I don't know how it can not be kind of good. Yeah, but I also don't know how I can not be kind of bored. That's the only problem I would have with it, is, is yeah, I mean, I, I have, I have already seen it, read it, already know the story. Um, I don't know where to expand upon this story. That's the only problem I could possibly have with it. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know. I don't want to see any expansion. I just don't. I'm good with what we have. I'm good with the ultimate edition. 
It's it's pretty potent as it is. I'm good with the Ultimate Edition. I'm good with the graphic novel. Let's just leave it alone. Yeah. The only thing I actually want at this stage is a treatment. I just I just want to see the one page on like what are you yeah. what are you planning on doing? Yeah. I could change my mind. Not yet though. Premiere dates for Gotham and Lucifer Gotham Thursday, September twenty eighth, eight seven central. Lucifer Monday, October second. 8-7 Central. Uh, this is the first time Gotham will air on a Thursday. Lucifer will now get to be the lead-in for The Gifted on Monday nights. Uh, Tom Ellison was uh, talking about Season 3 in an interview. Uh, it's about three weeks old, but uh, here we go. He says, on family members, there's always a chance we'll meet new family members. Hell yeah. And given mm-hmm. that they don't particularly play by the rules of humanity, there's always a chance that other people can come back. Ooh. You real? His new ad- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, his new adversary, he's going to get tested in ways he hasn't been tested yet. Um, that's cool. I'm down. I, uh, hopefully we'll get more of that and less of the, um, procedural. Yeah, we, we talk about it all the time. We just want him to get more into the meat of the mm-hmm. characters and less into the meat of L.A. Detective Story. I, I, uh-huh. It's probably the 300th time we've said that. Yep. In some version or another. Over to DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Rip Hunter is not set to be a Season 3 villain. Mark Guggenheim said in Season 2 he was turned evil. This is not evil Rip. We're not making Rip a bad guy or that kind of villain. Rather, this is Rip as the Ronnie Cox in Beverly Hills Cop to our Eddie Murphy. He's the guy who's trying to do things the proper way, follow the rules, get things done with a certain level of of efficiency. And here come our legends of tomorrow who go about things a bit more unorthodox. That feels a lot like the same of the same thing. Well, like just a lot of the same thing. I don't know. Uh, The only, the only Um, thing that's different is we were slightly worried that they were going to make Rip antagonistic. Yeah. Which again, I mainly had a problem with because I was like, we've already seen that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and he, uh, Darvel did a great job. That yeah, Darvel's fine. He's the, he's, the just, he's just a good actor. I mean, he 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 did he did a good job with with uh, being an asshole. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll take him as a hill any day. But apparently, it's going to be like him. I don't know. I want him as the whole foot. <laughs> this is apparently going to be his like. Uh, I don't know. Uh, asking for forgiveness to the uh, bureaucracy that he once betrayed, I suppose. Mm. I give it four episodes before we start seeing yeah. him side with them. Yeah. Over to Arrow, David Ramsey is apparently going to be directing uh, an episode of season six. Absolutely no details past that, but he will be the first full-time Arrow cast member to take on a director role. Uh, Mark Guggenheim was talking about the season five death toll. He says a lot of the discussion that we've had and a lot of the, of the discussion we've seen online is very binary. People either live or they'll die. There are some, there are other consequences that come out of what happened at the end of 523. While everyone is focused on one thing, you know, us on arrow, we may be doing something else. I, I'm already confused though. Like mm-hmm. dying is pretty binary. <laughs> He says, I will say this, in the interest of the whole series regular of it all, I know everyone is trying to determine who survives, who dies, what is the result of the cliffhanger based upon people's contractual status. I'd say that is not necessarily a good idea. An example that I'd like to point to is, 
That was true, say, in The Walking Dead, which, you know, they kind of had a season finale similar, where you had a group of characters, all of whom were sorry, series regulars in a (laughs) dire situation at the end of their season. Just because they were series regulars did not mean that everyone came out of that cliffhanger alive. Yes, reference a thing that's been universally hated. Please, (sighs) Mark, use that as as your reference point for how to guide your season. (laughs) Why was it universally hated? They used it, at, like, the the major problem was they, they ended, I think it was season six, I'm not sure, but they, they ended that on the cliffhanger of, like, someone's gonna die, and then they even... You're talking about Negan? Yeah, it, it, Negan killed somebody. Yeah. But they didn't tell you who it was. And the, the problem was, right. the reason it was universally hated, and it should have been, this is mm-hmm. objectively bullshit, is it wasn't just that they used that... Uh, first camera point of view, point of view um, uh, uh, photography for the first time in the entire show, as far as I remember. Uh-huh. It's that they they ended it <laughs> by telling you that someone was going to die and not telling you who. Uh, it it would have been one thing to um, to tell you, hey, someone died, and give you like a clever scene. That's not what they did. They they combined mm-hmm. the fact that someone definitely died with that. And then when you actually come back and watch the new scenes, hey, guess what? Spoilers. Sorry, guys. If you're one of the 1.3% of the world that doesn't know who died in, in that series, and I, I'm sorry. But they came back, and it didn't even fit. Just, oh. it didn't even fit. Like, the, the way he killed... It, the way he killed people didn't even actually fit the scene that was that shot in the finale. That is disappointing, that part of it. Like, I don't mind them coming back. I don't mind them ending it on a who dies. Um, it was the yes, point of view hackneyed. that actually because pissed me off the most, though. It was, it was completely yeah, unprecedented. Hackneyed. And hackneyed. That was the real problem. Yeah, it the, just, the it point was of view is hackneyed. objectively bullshit. I'm, I'm calling and, that. But you know, uh, you know, not knowing who dies—that's classic cliffhanger. Don't mind that. But coming back and then like retconning the scene so it looks differently—that's just like old movie serial bullshit. No, it didn't. It didn't work. So anyway, people were rightfully pissed. Okay. So uh, comparing it to that scene that did not work, everyone complained about is um, I, I man. I hope he's. I hope he's got better plans. But come on, dude. <laughs> don't that that don't let that be your high bar for fuck's sake don't let that be your high bar <laughs> um me personally and this goes you know i think more i think back to lost a little bit but i uh i'm a little more interested in cliffhangers that involve character motivations like like out of left field character motivations rather than just out of left field character deaths or promises of, of character deaths <laughs> um so you know, um, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, uh, I mean that's, that's that's fair. It's like, and you know, like, I'm sorry if you haven't seen Lost and you were planning on going back, but like, there's like a me? there's Absolutely a cliffhanger. Not. Yeah, there's a cliffhanger basically where they do an entire season where you're, or maybe not an entire season, but you're seeing like there's like an arc of flashbacks. You're like, where does this fit in? Where the hell does this fit in? And then they like, go to a funeral home and like we don't know who they're talking about in the coffin. And then, like, a character meets uh, Matthew Fox's character, Jack, by the docks. He's got this big beard, and he's on, like, he's taking, like, pills and shit. And we're like, where does this fit into the sh- to the flashbacks? Because we've already gotten, like, four seasons of flashbacks. And he turns around, and it's someone from the island. He's like, we have to go back. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's a flash forward. That was one of the best season enders 
that cliffhanger was just balls to the wall, man. <laughs> I, I'm like, shit, they were messing with us. That shit, like, they're going to get off the island next season, mm. but need to go back. Why? Yeah, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> Actually, all of that was really good. <laughs> all of that was really good. I had no problem with any of that. That was all, that was all solid, man. It really was. It was only the finale, really, and, well, season six was a little iffy with the flash sideways, but the flash, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole, that's a whole can of worms I won't get into tonight. Lateral flashing is not, that's, that's not a, a phrase, that's, that's. Well, it wasn't, they kind of played it like it was a, they kind of played it like it was a parallel reality, but then it, like, turned out to be actually, that part of it actually it was, like, uh, uh, purgatory. Mm-hmm. It happened like way, way, way after the the series had ended. It was interesting. It was an interesting thought, and I, I I appreciate what they were trying to do, but that part of it did fall a little flat. Um. Anyway. <laughs> um. In an admittedly vague comment, Mark Guggenheim <laughs> says, "I would say very, very early on in the process, and actually doing last year's crossover, Greg said that there's probably no way to get bigger than aliens. So the best way to make this year's crossover especially epic is if you can't increase the bombast, increase the emotional stakes and the emotional payoffs. A very oblique comment on where our heads are." For this season, I kind of wondered if uh, someone might actually go away if they do it that way. Yeah, kill everyone. I don't care. Let's do it. <laughs> Reset. Let's shake things up. I don't give a shit. I Recast say that the bitch. Like, Whatever. No. <laughs> I say that after being like, I'm more interested in uh, cliffhangers that involve character motivations as opposed to character deaths. <laughs> it's like, what do you think about this crossover, Dave? I don't know. Kill some people. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I Well, I mean,. <laughs> He's probably right, though. Like it, we've already seen the team standoff by team. I mean, the universe yeah. standoff on a, a a rooftop and stare down some aliens. So, uh, look, uh, look, let's let's not kid ourselves. Emotional stakes? Are you kidding me? We all know what we want to see. We want to see Batman. That's no, really what we want. I don't. You don't want to see Batman in the Arrowverse? Not at all. You're a fool. No. Bullshit. And you're a liar. No. A fool and a liar. Bollocks on both. <laughs> Look. It, We've actively talked about how we want to see Ollie and Bruce like face off and like take down criminals like in Brave and the Bold. Yes. I want to see Ollie and Bruce, not Ollie and Batman. It was, he would have to be Batman. Nope. That's that's my contingency, though, is I don't want Ollie nah. and like David Mazuz aged. I want Ollie and this oh. 16-year-old kid that's playing him to meet. Gotcha. No, I don't want that at all. <laughs> I have no interest in that at all. That's that's been part of my like uh, uh, hopes is if they had a crossover, it'd be like him being like a at this point a seventeen year old kid that was <laughs> extremely strategic and like Ollie almost like people. Everyone asks uh, asks Ollie like, "Hey, what's the plan?" And he pipes in and says, "We should do this, 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 and this." And Ollie kind of looks over and goes. I mean, I, well, you heard him. I mean, that that all sounds good. Let's do that. That would del- I, like I would piss myself a little bit. I wouldn't. I'd be eternally bored. Ah, with, fuck with that. A I'd be happy. Crossover. That's good character development for both of them. <laughs> uh, the know. hell, it's not. Tell I'm me, saying, it's not good saying, character development for both. I'm of them. not saying. I'm not saying it wouldn't be. I'm just saying. 
I have no actual desire to see it. it nothing about it excites me. I want to see Batman. I'm good. In the Arrowverse. Yeah. Green Arrow is Batman. In the Arrowverse. I can deal with that. No. I've already got that, no. like, archetype fulfilled. I'm good. Nah, I want an even more... And he, I want them to make be making jokes about how he's in an even more Ollie Ollie. I mean, it would be fun if, if his character developed into the goatee-wearing liberal bastard, but I, I, I know if there was ever a time, but it... it I can deal with this guy. This this is a green Batman for me, and I'm fine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, man. According to the actresses, uh, Jennifer, who is played by China Ann McClain, and Anissa Nafisa Williams will be putting their budding powers on display very early on in the first season of Black Lightning. Anissa will be fighting for justice while Jennifer gets in a bit of trouble, and pretty quickly Jefferson will be forced out of retirement that's uh news on the black lightning season um based on every all the news i've heard it sounds more like daredevil like more like one of the netflix shows than it does one of the cw shows kind of exciting in a way exciting yeah uh now moving on to young justice uh season three of young justice uh aka young justice outsiders has some work already underway. Nolan North, uh, who played Superman and Superboy, revealed that the cast has already recorded dialogue for five episodes. The show will eventually air on the WB's new streaming network. I still need to catch up on that show. Um, <laughs> had to take a break. They Over they, they took a, a break themselves. Yeah. Don't judge yourself. Uh, so the Titans show. Um, it looks like, and it hasn't been confirmed that these are the characters, but we're pretty sure these are the characters. Uh, the character names were given fake placeholders, but these are uh, casting call uh, character descriptions. Um, we're supposing this is Nightwing, male, late 20s, early to early 30s, Caucasian, equal parts charm and impenetrability. John is a cop. He has a nice smile, tired eyes, and a cool, distant manner. However, when provoked, his eyes are so lethal, they're, uh, they drain a man of every last bit of spleen. <laughs> John is haunted by the murder of his family, unbeknownst to those around him. He is also a vigilante. In the shadows, he fights with the commitment and conviction of an artist, the brutal grace of a dancer. Mentally and physically, he is covered in a map of scars. And though he fights to escape his past, it is often a losing battle. Series lead... Uh, it very much sounds like Nightwing. Um, I am, like a lot of people I've seen online are, uh, comparing this like, oh, he's like Robin in The Dark Knight Rises. Or, predating that, Dick Grayson in the comics. Yes. Who was a cop. Who was a cop for a while. And who had that spleen-scaring stare. Because he, <laughs> A, had it in him, and Bruce taught him how to bring it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this, this next description, uh, looks like, fe- looks like, uh, Raven. Female, mid-teens, open ethnicity, troubled, bullied, often scared, but unwilling to show it. I almost kind of went into walking there. <laughs> um, troubled, bullied, often scared, but unwilling to show it. <laughs> Sarah is alone, I'm more comfortable hiding in a hoodie. Yeah, see, the hoodie is, is where we get specific, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> haunted by a dark force inside of her, Sarah experiences violent episodes that she cannot understand or control. She is also plagued by recurring nightmares that lead her across the country in search of help. 
Series regular. Sounds like Raven. Feels pretty Raveny. Uh, Starfire. Again, they're not saying any of these names, but these are the characters, really. Uh, female 20s, open ethnicity. Uh, Casey is a tall, stunning woman. Her beauty so magnificent, it's almost inhuman. because <laughs> she's an alien. <laughs> yeah. Elegant, refined, and mysterious, she is on the hunt to discover who is trying to kill her and why. And those after her are in for a surprise, because she's more deadly than anyone they've ever encountered. Series regular. Could be her own people. I just Because she's, like, supposed to be, like, the leader, like, the princes or the queen or whatever, right? Uh, unworldly so, beauty yeah. and more deadly than anyone they've ever encountered is, is uh, it's very sapphire. Yeah, she's, like, the... Yeah, she's like the queen of her people, but she doesn't really want to... She doesn't want to be, so... Starfire. Like, always Sorry, after her and shit. I know what you meant. Um, Beast Boy, uh, the character previously known as Changeling. I don't know. I like Changeling better. That was a good name. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, male, mid to, mid to late teens, open ethnicity, Asian preferred, which is weird. I never thought of him as Asian, but that's fine. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you see a green guy, you don't place an ethnicity on him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, funny and charming. I mean, I'm and, pretty sure green uh, is, is open territory. No. Uh, well, the Bill Ryans might have something to say to you. <laughs> I went to a different proper sci-fi property altogether. <laughs> <laughs> the O'Ryans might have we'll a We'll meet you back here. Funny and charming, this amateur thief's humor hides in hides his insecurities and past pain. Not the toughest kid on the streets. He's learned to survive in the world with his wit and quick, sorry, quick thinking series regular. That just, that reeks of, uh, of beast boy there. Um, so yeah, those were the uh, character descriptions. Uh, I, I imagine they would, uh, bring in more characters as the show went on. I would hope yeah. and, now, and- uh, interesting, I want to say, I, I think the like the least certain maybe is Beast Boy, but still, mm. it, it's it's hard not to feel pretty good about that guess. I don't know how they're going to do all of his powers. Him turning into all the different animals and stuff. <sighs> I don't know. That was actually one of my uh, concerns with everyone but Nightwing. I mean, they, they picked mm-hmm. like Nightwing and then three people who have insane powers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, it, Raven's just... A, a, a nearly a god level magician. No, Starfire's kind of a god, and then you have a, a you have changeling. Let's just call him changeling because yeah. that makes more sense yeah. in the context of what Who, I'm saying. Yeah, changes into all sorts of different animals. Right. Um, and all look, of these sounds like they keep, cost a lot of money. It's all they all cost a lot of money. So much so that like it's going to be like Legends of Tomorrow. We're sitting there going like, why didn't so and so just do this? And like, oh, uh, oh, well. Uh, uh, oh, we were hoping you wouldn't notice. Yeah. Um, or like, you it's know, okay. Starfire alone if you wait a couple like seasons, he'll turn everything into Skittles. Yeah. Or no, Jelly Bellies. What was that? <laughs> jelly Beans? I don't. Just know. Jelly Beans. Something like that. It was jelly. Yeah. I think it was Jelly Beans. Yeah. But they so, tasted uh, right. That was the important part. Yeah. Uh, Drake Bell, who was an actor, uh. Is teasing. He seems to be teasing with pictograms that he might be playing Nightwing. Uh, he's been tweeting out a bunch of stuff. I personally hope that he's not Nightwing. I don't know if you've ever seen. It. This is the, this is a guy that was on like uh, some kind of Nickelodeon show with Josh Peck and uh, J- like Drake and Josh or something. And uh, this dude, he, he looks a little wonky. 
Like, he, he doesn't really look the role as much as I think he thinks he does. I don't know. Um, plus, he's, like, I mean, yes, he's in shape, but he's got, like, the uh, the tat sleeves. And I would really prefer a Nightwing who didn't look like he was, you know, touring with Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah, you can, you can rub those out pretty quickly, though. You think? No, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, a little, a little bit of makeup over some tats, just no problem. You know, it's funny is I, I halfway suspect that, and it wasn't specified, I halfway suspect with all those tats that they're just going to leave him and he'll be in the DCEU. Why not? <laughs> well, I mean, everybody has tats, like like weird, gross, dude bro, Iron Maiden fan tats in the DCEU. I, I mean, you're not wrong. Like, if I was, at, at this point, if I was like, <laughs> if, I, if I had the uh, hubris to answer a casting call in the DCEU, I would just... Henna it the hell up on the way in. Right. Yeah. You just go in with like a bag of hot topping and be like, "Sorry, I did a little shopping on the, on way, the way here." here. Um, and you're hired. Um. So I I ransacked the uh, storage room of a <laughs> of a closed down Spencer's and found some stuff. Right. And so these are my henna suggestions. What do you think I should keep? <laughs> By the way, would you like some incense that your parents will definitely think are drugs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so... <laughs> this is three and a half pounds <laughs> of Nag Champa. It should keep you <laughs> occupied for at least three months. Well, Batman and Harley Quinn, the animated feature, will get a one-night theatrical premiere on August 14th at 7.30 for all venues. No comprehensive listings are available for uh, locations yet, but we'll let you know. Tickets go on sale June 30th, so check with your local theaters and uh, Fathom of, uh, fathomevents.com <laughs> says that they will also have a full listing. So, um, yeah. Those weird guys bringing us animated movies on screen. I'm down with it, man. I'm down with it. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that Warner Brothers hasn't like turned Warner Brothers Animation into its own like Pixar wing where they're just creating DC movies for like wide release yeah i mean they don't they definitely have the, the they don't have that like take over the weekend kind of pull they could yeah i mean the the killing joke alone was was only worth you know i'm not talking about that though jason i'm talking about like a pixar level take the same writers do or you know slightly more sensitive writers and <laughs> <laughs> do like pixar i mean cars 3 upended wonder woman well something I mean, had to finally but it was, but it, I mean, Pixar is huge, man. Yeah. Now they, they, because they, they know how to write out. a movie. But yeah, they, I gotta, I've gotta be honest. I don't give a shit about a car, about a bunch of freaking sentient cars, but everybody else in the damn world does. Well, that's the fucked up part is, uh, Pixar has such a well done formula right now that if you went and watched that movie, by the end of that movie, you'd give a shit what happened to that car. You just would. Well, I've gone and I've watched those movies too many times now. Um, <laughs> I have a nephew, but <laughs> so help importantly, me. you'd kind of care. It just it, I, I just not. There, well, there's just too much Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about him. Yeah, he plays a a, a tow truck named Mater, Aww. and it's that would awful. be really distracting. But no, they they have per, uh, like perfected Save the Cat. Like the the Pixar <laughs> movies are just ah man, they they're they're a screenwriting course in some ways. Sure. Anyway. Um, we don't really have any listener feedback. Uh, you know, last week when I joked about Brent from the squad, DC TV squad cast saying it's 2017 
why are you guys reviewing DVDs and Blu-rays? Apparently, because I don't have a memory, except for right now. Ah. Um, he was actually referencing, when he wrote that, he was referencing a joke I had made about him in a previous episode. The last episode where I was like, Brent's going to be complaining that we were talking about this. And so, yeah, I, I just didn't see it. Nice. So I apologize, Brent. You, that was a that was a really great callback, and my shitty memory messed it up. Yeah, um, I apologize. No, it's it's an ongoing fact. Uh, Dave's memory is suspect, and mine is tragic. <laughs> we all we we live with what we have. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It may have been off the air. Where where it may have been on the air. I don't remember. But uh, when we did the Doctor Steve episode, he he mentioned. That my memory was encyclopedic for for DC stuff, and I just thought I I was a, I just was quiet, thinking it's called Wikipedia. <laughs> I don't remember this stuff. I do. I actually do way more than I let on. But you know, no, you, you have a, a pretty a solid organic tool. knowledge of that database. Um, but there's no like, there's no like. Uh, there's no recall factor. There's like, as far as like immediate recall, like you can't just be like, "Hey, Dave, tell me a thing about this." I'll be like, "Uh," but in the course of a conversation, you know, I'll be like, "Oh yes, Vic Sage, you say." Well, um. <laughs> I mean, you you just described how memory works, man. Like free recall. Yeah, that's bullshit. Few people can do free recall. Jeff Jones episodic is them, recall. I'm sure. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah. You put me on the spot, I probably won't know anything. I don't even know my own name. But if uh, it's the reason um, songs are so easy to remember. Like, it, it, you give somebody the right prompt. Hey, we're all pretty great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Eh, if you tell me to memorize something out in the open and regurgitate it, <laughs> eh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, uh, our buddy Scott Madison of... Um, PlanetRiseCreative.com has made up some very fun uh, fan art. It's uh, Arrowverse, Smallville-verse, Gotham crossover called Crisis, uh, with the villain being uh, James Marsters of Buffy fame, uh, or notably uh, Brainiac on Smallville. Um, I think they look pretty awesome. It's a solid idea. Um, He and I, I, we're kind of pitching some ideas about where that story would go, and I was pretty excited. Yeah, so uh, planetrisecreative.com, go check that stuff out. Um, he, he then went as far as to uh, do the Smallville Season 11 comic book Superman Tom Welling costume uh, with his uh, with his photoshops. So, uh, I don't know, go check those out, I think they're awesome. And um, I think that's it, I think that's all, that's all I've got, man. You have anything else? No, this feels right. You ready right. to call it? It feels right. Feels good. <laughs> I don't know about good. I'm pretty tired. But, um. Good and right. <laughs> my knees hurt. Uh, so anyway, Do yeah. It, Dave. Uh, you, Twitter, Facebook, DC on screen, dconscreen.com for every episode. All 411 of them. And, uh, if you want to give us a call and leave us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. If you're an Iron Man, Maiden fan, uh, you know, you can give us a call and bitch us out for, uh, or bitch me out for saying the wrong thing about Iron Maiden fans. Um, I don't know. I think, Whatever. I think there's a robot involved. I, I, don't know. I don't know. Very confusing territory. I don't know. 
You remember, uh, we, we used to work with a guy who liked Iron Maiden, and he didn't actually have, like, a, uh, he didn't have teeth. He just had, like, one single solitary tooth that went all the way across. <laughs> I don't recall that one. You don't recall that guy? No, that may have been my, my, uh, my memory working in my favor. Yeah. Um, well, I believe at one point he had separate teeth. But anyway, uh, that was you, a weird you guy. You could use the plural to refer to his, you know, dental activity. <laughs> okay, we're done. I don't know what's coming next. Yeah, probably yeah. another, probably another news episode. He knows. Until next time, guys. Though, keep some DC on your screen. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, price and coverage match limited by state law.